He never quotes the scripture like Matthew chapter 5. He just says it is written. Yes, pastor. There's a heart. There is a hotel in the Bible, but Jesus was not allowed to be what? <laughs> to be born in it. Imagine. Can you imagine? They, they Thank you, the Pastor. king of kings. Yes. Hmm. There is also a inn where that, uh, the, the man who was beaten yes. was taken in a inn yes. to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, there was. There's a Bible. Yeah. Bible. True. Wow. So the hotel industry is represented in the Bible. Let, let's go to mechanics. Let's go to mechanics. Eh? Mechanics. Hmm? Or fashion designers. Maybe the ones who used to make the the the, the yokes. The, Fashion designers are there. You know, pastor is a Bible concordance right now. Yes, there's Tabitha. Good. Eh? You're feeling relevant now, eh? To the Bible. Yeah, there's a mechanic. Yes. The ones, maybe the ones who, I'm just trying. Yes, Maybe those who made the swords, which were used during wars. Okay. The ones who made? The chariots. Yeah. Oh, the chariots. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eh? Unlike the lawyers who are teased, <laughs> who are told, uh, <laughs> uh, what did Jesus say? When yeah, Jesus was baptizing them. <laughs> Is it that time? Yes, when he was speaking about the Sadducees, <laughs> the lawyers. The lawyers, yes. <laughs> the Sadducees. Were they the brood of vipers? Yes. <laughs> huh? Yes, yes. Those were the brood of vipers. So is your career taken care of in the Bible? Do you feel like hmm? it is, huh? The KRA man was there in the Bible. Yeah. He's the one writing the script from which we are reading right now. Matthew. The taxman. The taxman. Yes. Thieves, I tell you. Thieves. Even corruption is there in the Bible. Is there room for Jesus in your in your boat? Is it as in the reason we ask this question, Lucy, is to know whether he's relevant. You know, you don't want someone getting onto your boat, and like Peter, you're doing all the work; he's just standing there looking at you. Are we the kind of Christians that talk? On Sunday we are born again, then on Monday we are not born again. Why that are we not what? why are we not born again on Monday? Or when anger comes and rises within you, you feel like you need to put the Jesus thing aside and deal with this person. That is what we are asking ourselves. What is wrong even with our boats? What is the structure? Like to go ahead in the fashion industry, you need to be connected to some people. Mm. And usually these people are not connected to Jesus. Mm. So if you climb up with Jesus, you will sink. Is that the mindset? That somewhere you, you will just fall off the boat. That the boat will be too heavy. It will be for too heavy you. for you to climb up in your career with Jesus. Is that, is that a mindset we have? I think so. We are afraid of, he will say no to this, no to that. 
and we don't want we want it faster or we may want to guard our reputations how convenient is it to have jesus in your boat this is the part in the bible where david says <laughs> seller yeah, and everyone <laughs> and everyone keeps quiet have you ever read that word s e l a h it's there it, it it actually means think about it you know meditate on it meditate on it how easy is it okay what makes it difficult to get jesus into the boat we've said we sometimes it's because we don't see his relevance is it can i summarize that section to say we are not seeing his we're not seeing his relevance we don't see he's like a part a piece of the engine that we don't know where it's supposed to do what to fit he's like a piece of the engine that we don't know where he's going to do what to fit afraid of what people will think so you feel like you will have to put Jesus aside because you don't want to offend others mm-hmm. or you don't want to look odd mm-hmm. or you don't want to look out of place so you you might find that at that time you put your Jesus aside mm-hmm. to fit in the crowd like like going fishing at noon <laughs> hmm? like everyone else's boat is going this way you you're going this way and you 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 want to explain them i'm coming back he's only asked for an hour i'm coming back it's like you feel you owe everyone an explanation for why you're doing things differently why are you setting aside 30 minutes to pray when people are going for lunch or going to kesha immediately after work like reading your bible at lunch time You know those things that give you, your friends in, in in the workplace a look of we are all righteous but we don't have to show it. Yeah. Am I talking to someone? Are we are we conversing? There's a scripture Lucy you had an amazing scripture. Can I read it? Yes please. It's in Revelation chapter 3 verse 18. And Jesus says Revelation 3:18 I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see Kindly read it again I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. In other words the Lord is insulting us at that point. Like you're naked. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> eh? Okay, I'm trying to break it down. You know, sometimes when you read these scriptures you think, "Oh, angels are coming down what is he trying to say about us he's actually counseling us uh-huh he's giving us advice uh-huh. he sees our miseries mm-hmm. we are not allowing him into our boats mm-hmm. and he's saying if only you knew the solution it's very easy he says come by from me gold 
that is refined. Whose idea was Come. it hmm. to work? It was God's. Whose idea was it to work in the first place? Did God, did, did God, who introduced career? All these boats we are sailing on this sea of never-endingness. So how come we think he's not really relevant? When you, when, you, when you read that scripture, come by from me, there's a transaction, isn't it? There's a what? Isn't that what careers are about? I give my hours, eight to five, I get what? A salary, an allowance, some scholarship, some something, isn't it? So we are already in the system of transacting. Why doesn't the Lord say, come buy from me silver? Come buy from me bronze. Come buy from me sapphire, red rubies. Why gold? Anyone in the house? Yes, you have an idea. Why gold? It's the most precious jewel that somebody can give you. And God is saying, I can only give the best to you if you're willing to come. That is one aspect of gold. It's very precious. Anyone else? And yes, costly. Please. Yes, please. There's a lady in blue. You say it for yourself. I want to hear it in your voice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, gold is the most expensive. Gold is the most expensive. Yes, finding part of it is, uh, is what makes gold stand out. Mm -hmm. That it, of all the minerals, the refining goes to a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. So that's what God wants us to go through. So There's another aspect about gold. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Yes, gold is unique. Gold is unique. That's true. You see, why do you think gold? I'm thinking that is the only thing we equate. I think it's the highest value when it comes to discuss or think wealth. When you think wealth, the highest value you give it is gold. Even, even banks use gold yes. to measure their <laughs> worth, isn't it? Yes. I want to say something different. Yes, Gold is given to the first people, as we know. Mm -hmm. The number ones, the positions ones. Mm -hmm. So, and we are his first creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're coming close. Mm -hmm. can, I, can I save us all the misery? Gold is the one mineral that does not get tarnished easily. Once it is refined, it is done. That's why we wear wedding rings. You wash and go with them. You scrub the house with them. You do everything, but the thing will remain looking shiny. Shiny. Oh, it probably has two carats, but it's still gold. Yeah? yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. He's choosing gold among all the good answers that we have given. He's choosing gold because he's saying, the thing that you will get from me, you will never lose. Where is that scripture in the Bible that talks about uh, store up your treasures in heaven? It's in Matthew. Store up your treasures in heaven. Where what? Moths and rust. And rust and, and thieves, thieves cannot access. Mm. 
and politicians, pastor adds, they cannot access it. Eh? So he's calling us to a place of transaction, but a transaction that is more solid than the one we are used to. I asked myself that when he calls Peter, when he comes to Peter, many of us have the mind that Jesus brings you where? To the altar, isn't it? But in that video, he takes Peter right into the very thing that Peter does. He doesn't take him to the altar like we think, oh, come all of you who are business career men, come to the altar. So at the altar, we have no relevance because there's no gold transaction. It's there, but it's in faith. It's in our spirits. Tonight, we want to break that shield that makes you think, yeah, I pray over it. The Lord's blessing is over me. And that's the only thing that he can do for me. The Lord can give you a career that doesn't wear out. The Lord can give you a career that is valuable, that goes beyond your surrounding, that goes beyond your understanding, that goes beyond the way people have usually done it. Lucy, do you want to talk about the refiner's fire? Because that's part of the verse. (laughs) Let's go back to the verse. Revelation 3.18. Are we there? Can I read from my Bible? I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. It is not you refined who has refined that gold. It is him. It is already prepared. It's already done. You're not going to toil and work on it. But he says, come and buy. You're buying with what? I think that's a question you first asked. Mm -hmm. Did we answer that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What What? are you? let, Let us answer that question. What are you buying with? What are you trading with? For you to get that gold. We've said it's the highest It has the highest value. So what can you give in return for that gold? Yes. First of all, let me start from the gold and then to the buyer. Okay. I can say the gold, the gold is you. And to go to buy is the salvation. What I can say, so the gold I reflect is I, I I reflect it as a Holy Spirit because to me the way I'm getting it that's according to okay. believes the gold is the Holy Spirit or the gold is you so oh when the All Holy the Spirit comes upon you uh-huh. that's the fire. The salvation mm-hmm. is when, when you get salvation mm-hmm. is what you are buying from God. Mm-hmm. So what is that thing you're trading with to get that, that you want from God? What are you giving in return? It's giving your life to God. Then that gold is like the grace and faith. Can, can, I, can I push us a bit more? You know there's a certain language that 
we Christians have that doesn't make sense. Like it makes sense to us. But if you walk to a complete stranger and say, give your life to Jesus. So he'll ask you which part. Uh-huh. <laughs> Am I being naughty? No, I want us to break it down. That's a correct answer. And we all understand it. But let's assume there's someone in this house who doesn't understand what it means to give your life. I think actually most of us, most of, Christ, most of the Christians don't understand what it means to give their lives to Jesus. Especially when it comes now to allowing him into our careers. Yeah. It's coming out clear, isn't it? We all say we are born again. But we are also saying uh, there are some hesitations that come when you have to let him into the boat. That is your career. That is your marriage. Yeah? You feel like it's a bit hard. So is there a part when Jesus says, come by from me, and you're saying you're giving your life, does that mean that we've been giving ourselves but not really 100%. But when someone comes to buy something from you, because mm. he's also coming as a trans, as a yes, as a businessman. He's yes. a businessman. What is he point. asking for? Buy from me gold. Mm. Meaning how much is his price for this gold? And do we give it fully or in installments? Can we afford it to begin with? I believe everybody and even as Christians there is nothing typically we can give to God Mm -hmm. because God does does not even eat Mm -hmm. so what we can give it's only our hearts Mm -hmm. our hearts is what we are trading with this gold and that is what we are asking Have we been giving our hearts, our lives fully to God? Why are we having reservations when it comes to asking him to take reign of a certain dimension or a certain aspect of our lives? But maybe it's because we don't understand what it means to give our hearts. And is that the reason why then maybe we don't have this gold? (laughs) What does it mean to give the heart? Like, you know, like when... Two lovebirds speak to each other. I'll look at you because it's safer. If I look at the young <laughs> men, I might be online. <laughs> eh? When two little lovebirds are talking to each other, eyes locked in, and they're saying, I give you my heart. We had a wedding recently. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. You all know the one I'm talking about. No. You don't know. You miss that wedding if you are not there. But when they are, what are they saying? That all I am, I give to you, isn't it? Mm. All I have, I give to you. My everything, my thoughts, I can't sleep, I can't drink, all those things you've had. Those are expressions of how far in the heart this person has gone. Do we say the same about the Lord Jesus? I can't start my day at work without you, Lord. Or is it when they are auditing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking... um when uh, the Lord says, actually start by saying, I cancel you. In other words, he's giving you the best advice. He's looking at you, at your situation, and uh, realizes 
that there is something that you lack or you do not know. That is why he is offering a counsel. And then he tells you to buy from me, or rather from him. And then he specifically says, gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. Now, what comes into my mind is if I'm asked to buy gold, if somebody comes with gold and asks me to buy it, uh, chances are that I do not have what it takes to pay for gold. So if I am to get this gold, it means I will have to give everything that I have. So I'll, I'll first of all check what is it that I have, you know, and I go for it. Is it enough? Maybe not. What else do I have? I go for it. Until I have exhausted everything and say, this is all that I have now. Can I still get the gold? In other words, then, what I see there as a situation is the exchange is actually give, <laughs> giving yourself totally, giving everything you are and you have in exchange for this gold that he has. And if that, that, then that happens, it means that I become that gold, actually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say something. Yes, Picture this. Many of you have gone to the shop to buy something, isn't it? Both of you are interested. You're interested in that item. And the shopkeeper is interested with your money. But who has the need? You're the one who took yourself there. So who gives the item first? Or who gives what they went with first? You give it first. You say, oh, you want this? He gives. Sometimes they put it there on the counter. But they can't allow you to have it until you, you make the payment. You make the payment. Unless you there have are times they demand the payments first. Mm -hmm. And then they give you what you need. Unless you have a credit arrangement. Yes, unless you have a credit arrangement. Where grace exactly. comes in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where grace comes in. Yes. <laughs> because giving the whole of you might be hard. The Lord knows he's giving you more than you're able to give. Exactly. That's where grace comes in. So that we are not feeling legalistic and saying, oh God, I'm ripping Jesus off. To confirm your thoughts, yes, you are, but he's, he's a willing buyer. He's a willing buyer. He's a willing buyer to take the scraps of what's left of your life. If I can say it in a crude way. He's a willing buyer to take your habits. Because he's looking at you like pastor has said. He's seeing the counsel is, by the way, just give them to me. The more you try to fix them, the more tattered they become. The more you try to build them, the more tattered they become. But at the same time, you know when we look at value, the thing you exchange it for speaks of its value, isn't it? 
If I'm willing to take your rugs and pay gold for it, what does that say about my rugs? Yes, Mr. Microphone. You have it already. <laughs> the rugs have value. The rugs have value. The rugs have what? Value. The rugs have value. In fact, the value is the death of a king on the cross. The only problem is that they cannot reflect that value until they are in the king's hands. Let me elaborate. The rugs have value. When you come to buy bread, how much is bread? Half loaf, full loaf. We're talking about full loaf, not half loaf. How much is, how much is bread? 50 bob. So every time you pull out a 50 bob in your hands, you're carrying what? Bread. When it's a knot, it is still what? Bread. If the value of that bread goes up to 70 shillings, that same slice of bread, 22 slices, those of you who've never counted your slices. <laughs> I grew what up. What bread was that? 22 <laughs> slices, not in our times. <laughs> maybe the 90 shillings were. I, or maybe the. the I grew up in a big family. And you had to buy bread that's enough for everyone. So you had to know which, which brand has what? Enough slices. But that's a story for another day. You know? So when the price of the bread goes up, the same 22 slices are no longer three shillings each. Do you understand? The same thing that was maybe three shillings is now maybe five shillings. So, when the Lord puts a price tag of gold to the exchange between you and him, what is he saying? He says that your value has changed. Your value is much more than what you can see. When Peter is walking away from the sea at noon, he believes that's where the fishing has stopped. Isn't it? That's how far the fishing can go for the night. That's how far the, the engaging with the sea can go for the night. In fact, Jesus is just disturbing him. But the Lord is saying, even the noonday hour has fish. He's saying, even the time when you think, this career now, like, let me say, probably you're looking after children in a nursery school. Your job is to change their diapers. You know, those places where you really don't think there's light. Eh? There's no, you don't see hope. But the Lord is saying, even that place, there's value. You miss a day to come. See how the teachers will teach babies in dirty diapers, crying. <laughs> eh? That might look like a small value, but the Lord to him, it's not the work, it's the attitude in which you do the work. And that's what he's buying. That's what he's buying. So that whether they throw you in fishing, you're still for Jesus. Or they throw you in sweeping, you're still for Jesus. Do you see? So it's not so much the work that you're doing. It is the principle guiding the work that you're doing. 
Meaning that you will be rich anywhere you go. You will be rich anywhere you go because you have been refined. You have an understanding that when others are fighting for this, you're looking and saying no. When people are refusing to tithe because they think when they tithe, the money will get finished. In your mind, you're thinking the father owns this whole land. So my bank account is not my only source of money. All these lands are mine. As long as I'm connected to the father. When they ask for a thousand shillings, 10,000 shillings, it's no longer a problem because in your mind, your whole life is not the 50,000 shillings in your bank account. The father owns cattle on a thousand hills. Am I, am I poking it? That is the gold to say the least. He's opening your mind to something bigger than we are used to. That just because the boss doesn't like me, I am not getting my promotion. And yet he's the one who changes kings like this. He's the one who determines who will be ruler over this. The day your promotion is coming is the day the boss is sick. And the temporary person comes and says, what are you still doing at this level? And signs in that capacity. The boss comes back, you've already changed levels. How hard is that? The Lord is very creative. Let's go back to Revelations. We've not finished our scripture. But that's clear, isn't it? Are we seeing how he can fit in the boat? Is he entering now? Or is he still in the water asking for a hand to come in? (laughs) I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. That you may be rich. And white garments, white garments, white garments, that you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Then anoint your eyes with eyesight that you may see. There's riches, there's clothing, there is your eyes opening. What more can a believer ask? There is riches, as in wealth, that is physical and spiritual. There is you being clothed in white garments. That is you being clothed in him. He wrapping himself around you, taking away your shame. Clothing your brokenness. And then he takes away, he takes away that shame. Your nakedness. That tatteredness. He clothes you with a white garment. A white garment, what does it represent? Purity, holiness. Can I also add light? Because when you are far and you are dressed in white, anybody can see you, isn't it? He will clothe you with garments of white so that you may be clothed. So that you may be clothed. There is a clothing and there is so that you may be clothed. 
<laughs> Does that mean there can be clothing and then you will remain in you're nakedness? Still naked. <laughs> yes. So you may think you're clothed. <laughs> Walking into the church smiling at everyone, but inside you're bleeding. Inside you're miserable. Tomorrow is Monday. It's like a yoke on your shoulders. We always think clothing is just the outside. Mm. Clothing is the attitude. Clothing is the mood you carry. Clothing, have you spoken to the same person and known today this person was happy? Mm. Tomorrow, this, the, yesterday this person was, he was a bit heavy. What, what are we reading when we make such statements? It's the same person. He's probably wearing the same jacket, mm -hmm. same shoe size. Nothing has changed. Same expression. The eyes are still the same size. The skin complexion, except for the ladies, is still the same, <laughs> you know. But every time you talk to them, you, you read. Allow me to call it reading. You read something else. What are you reading? You get some different vibes. Yes. You get a different vibe. I'm talking to you. Yeah, mm. today I'm not too sad, not too happy. You're just there. There is a day I bought a new dress. And I looked myself in the mirror and I felt, wow. And I went to church. Then I met one brother. I was, I was married and I was born again. Hallelujah. Then I met a brother. And he told me, hey, you see, you're looking so beautiful. But there is something that is not adding up. What were they reading? I had just had a fight with my husband that morning. <laughs> okay, sorry. So it I'm was. Allowed to laugh. So yeah, no. But uh, what I'm trying to drive at these are the realities yes. of life. They yes. happen to us, isn't yes. it? What I'm saying is that no, how, no matter how clothed, clothed you, you are, outside. you think you are. The dress was new. I looked myself in the mirror when I was buying it, and I thought it was good. In fact, it was the first day I put on makeup to match with the with the dress. You know? <laughs> but this man of God, yes. he could discern, he could tell that this person is not okay. He's not dressed. Because, yes, my heart was, was naked. naked. There is a clothing and then the garments, and then there is the clothing so that you may be clothed. <laughs> it is possible for the Lord to tell you, have it. It is another thing for you to go get it. It is one thing for the Lord to provide. It is another thing for you to take it. Embrace it. Receive it. There is a clothing and there is this, so that you may be clothed. And then the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. So my sister spoke about a boat called anxiety. Mm -hmm. And anxiety has a way in which it, you know, it pips through statements and, 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 and risks that we are willing to take. Okay? So when we are talking about the shame of our nakedness. There are certain things in our lives that we don't engage in 
Because we are carrying them with us. You get? You're a gifted musician, but because you're shy, the microphone is repulsive. And yet they can't hear you unless you use the microphone. You're a strong leader, but there's a thing in there. Hmm? Someone is smiling. I'm not the Holy Spirit if he's talking to you. <laughs> Someone is smiling. This guilty smile. I'm reading things now. Eh? You're, you're, you know what I'm talking about. There's a dressing that happens to you every day. We, in fact, we have perfected it by doing more on the outside. I was joking with a friend of mine. We were asking why she's not getting married. She's a friend. We canceled together. And I asked her, do we need a bigger hairstyle? Like, <laughs> is he not seeing you because the hair is kidogo? <laughs> do we add another one? As in, we've become that desperate to cover up. We've become that desperate to, to, to make it go away so that they don't see it. That's the definition of shame. In other words, what you're saying is that you can allow the Lord to clothe you and you can also clothe yourself. Yes. There are different kinds of garments. Mm -hmm. Say that you allow the Lord to clothe you. Mm -hmm. Or you clothe yourself. Or you clothe yourself. In anxiety. In anxiety. In fear. Yes. In worry. And this is how you deal with it. Drug addiction. Yes. A lot of partying. Mm -hmm. Binge watching Morality. movies. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? We fix it in our own ways. To mention but a few. There is a scripture that says, and I will give you garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So the spirit of heaviness is a garment. Yes. And the Lord is willing to trade with you. Are we seeing how Jesus enters the fashion industry? <laughs> Has he entered the fashion industry now? Is he relevant? Yani, before the makeup comes on, before the right clothes come on, before the t-shirt fits tightly or the jeans become, I don't know what. You know, fashion people can be crazy. <laughs> Jesus is already in there. There are people who have a glow to them. They're just glowing. You know, they say this person is glowing. This person looks happy. And they can't explain why. There's a clothing. There's a clothing. There's a clothing. Of a nakedness. Nakedness has a way of you feel insufficient. You feel exposed. You feel like you're working and, and your work is not going to speak for you before the boss. Or you're cooking for us wives and it's not going to speak for you before your visitors. <laughs> eh? The nakedness. Can I tell you a short story? The first time a very mighty man of God came to my house. Who is already in this house? I only had one egg in my fridge. It was so precious at that time <laughs> because I had to get it right. So I'm panicking because of who he is. You know, there are people you cook for and you don't really think. Then this one, you're like, oh my God, let me cook. So I cook this egg. Was it the first time I was cooking an egg? No, it wasn't. It was the one I was going to serve <laughs> that was making me shake. Did the egg have a lot of salt or what? A lot of salt. Oh my God. A lot, a lot of salt. Oh but it was God. the only egg I had. It was the only oh, what? 
I'm sure the person knows. The one place they went to eat and they ate what? A very salty egg. And, and they were so, you know, encouraging. They ate it well, you know. Must I Such is the pastor's heart. <laughs> they are so loving. But the shame of your nakedness. It was revealed. It was revealed that day. Then I thanked the Lord for the gospel of grace. Not by works. Eh? Lest any man should boast. Lest any Not man should boast. Yes. <laughs> there are skills you are expected to have. But you don't have them for some reason. Like reading in public. All of us are literate, isn't it? But when they say stand up and read the Bible, open, look, and read it in King James. You know when the preacher insists they want it in? King James. Suddenly thou, thine, is in there. And, 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 and the tongue that usually speaks well is murmuring. Why? Because we equate our service to our value. Moses spoke before Egypt, not because he was eloquent, but because he was qualified. Whether his words came out three words in five minutes, the man was qualified. He was qualified by God. Even mothering, sometimes when you go for these uh, play dates with parents, can I be real? These are, these are chronicles of Irene's child life. <laughs> Where you go with mothers and you know, you sit down and there are these mothers who have all the food. You know, the child has their lunch, their dessert, they have three spoons, they have extra diapers, they have wipes. And for you, your bag is like one bag. Self-contained. It's self-contained, but there's nothing contained in there because when the baby now goes overdrive, you're begging for wipes. Can I use some of your wipes? So you look like the unprepared mother. Okay? And some mothers will give you that look of, didn't you know your children were going to eat? Huh? You didn't know that they need extra clothes. Extra clothes when we go for clinic. Eh? When you go for clinic to wear the baby. So you're expecting to come in for 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Then the line is long. Then the nakedness of your ill-equippedness in terms of mothering is done what? Revealed. For some people, these little mishaps... Build your low self-esteem. Because you qualify yourself based on what you deliver. Unfortunately, that's the system where our careers operate in, isn't it? The more you deliver, the more qualified you. This is getting very exciting to me. Um, and I'm learning a lot. Thank you, uh, the two of you. Because um, you're allowing us to see things uh, that are even normally hidden when, when you're looking at the scriptures and you're just passing through. This is like now studying that portion of scriptures and seeing the things that are there. 
Um, when you talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the scripture talks about the shame of uh, your nakedness may be revealed, may, may not be revealed. In other words, it may be covered. Um, what I am understanding when Jesus is inviting this person to come to him and buy uh, white garments. Because again, he, you are buying, you know, mm. but the white garments mm. uh, from him. What my understanding here is anyone of anyone irrespective of the status. And this is key to us because sometimes we think those that are well to do, those that are well clothed, those that have as many wipes as, <laughs> as possible, and you who only have one item, you think you are lesser or disadvantaged than them. But when you, in this, this, this scripture speaks to all of us. Because what it is telling us, whatever we have, whether it is one or a thousand pieces of garments, if they are not from the Lord, they are not sufficient right. to cover your shame. And therefore, you will be exposed. In other words, our, your status does not cover you. Yeah. Okay? Or it does not expose you. Mm. Because there are some of us who will think, because I don't have, and they have, me, I'm exposed. Mm. I'm naked. They are not naked. Uh, are we getting here? Yes. So the, the, the message here is, we all need to buy from him. We all need his, his white garment. Yes. And that is the only garment that can satisfy us, Amen. that can cover our nakedness. Amen. Any other garment that I wear, whether it is worthy a uh, billion dollars, if it is not from him, my nakedness, I'm just walking, thinking that I'm covered. And, and what a shame, and people can see that I'm naked. <laughs> Are you getting it? And, 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 and that's why, <laughs> you know, when she gave her you know, her story or her example that day, she's very well, smartly dressed. But her nakedness was still exposed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I hope we are getting this. Are we getting it? That the equalizer here is the Lord Jesus. Amen. And when you have him, you are totally covered. We are equal. Amen. We are the same today. Amen. Amen? Whether I ate fish for lunch and you only ate no, manna is good, better than fish. <laughs> manna is richer. Yeah. And, and probably you, you, you only ate uh, ninim, uh, some maize from the street. Yeah? At OKDF. Whatever that is. Ngumu. You wait a KDF. I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah? The thing is, we are the same. 
when we have him, we are well covered. When we start here, be, me and you, we start, you know, we, 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 the, we, we, are, we are covered with that white garment. And the thing is, allow yourself to be covered so that you are satisfied. And the way to know that you are really covered, it is if you are able to feel okay in your status, whatever status you are in. Praise God. Amen. Yes. Thank you. You're redefining the status. Redefining the status, meaning that we are considering money as the thing that qualifies us to be in a certain status, isn't it? We are considering class, education, where we live. You know, like if they tell you, list the things that show you are rich. Okay? We start listing. Those who went to such schools, those who speak this language, people who can speak more than three languages. You know, those are the ones that we qualify for a certain class, isn't it? But by letting Jesus into your boat, you are literally erasing that entire list and saying, because he's in my boat, everything else qualifies. Because he's in my boat, everything else is no longer below par. But it's what? And what does he want? To change the world using you. He wants to, his, his mission is not so much to sanctify you, make you feel good about yourself. In fact, he moves you from your daily subsistent mindset. Of I go to work, I get money, I pay what? Rent, I buy food, I look after my children, and everybody's done. He gives you a much higher assignment. What does he say to Peter? What are we going to do, Peter asked. And what did Jesus say? To change the world. To change the world. The world is not just talking about Bethsaida, Capernaum. You know all those names that were in Peter's days. You know? Lenana Street. Dennis Street. This is my version. Yeah? Kibira Road. Can our vision go bigger? Because for him, his assignment, his work, does not just stay fashion in Kenya. It is fashion in the world. You and I, the Bible has called us. Have you found my scripture? First Peter chapter 2. We're still coming back to Revelations. Don't erase it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who did what? Called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are what? God's people. God's people. This version says you are the people of God. 
Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once you had, didn't have something, but now with him, you have something. The priesthood was left for Aaron's, life, Aaron's lineage. You remember? But the idea initially was not that God only wanted Aaron's line. He wanted all of them. He wanted the entire nation of Israel to be a royal priesthood. To be a royal priesthood. He wanted all of them. And that's why Peter now is saying, the Lord is calling all of us to be what? A royal priesthood. Serving the Lord. Whatever you're doing, you're serving the Lord. Isn't that what priests do? Whether you're sweeping, changing diapers, sweeping, washing the dishes, being nice to somebody, you're doing it as unto the Lord. That in itself sets you free from feeling less than anyone. Because you're not doing it for this person who is not saying thank you. As long as they have power over you, you feel bad. You feel low. But what about the one who loves you more than anything? That when you change that diaper and pray for this baby, that this baby will never lose their virginity. You have access to that in changing those diapers. That this baby's seed will be preserved for the king of kings. You have access to that in changing those diapers. Yeah. But because your eyes, let's go back to Revelations, are not seeing, you're despising the assignment you have. You're despising the gift that you have. He will change your name. He will change your name. Amen. We'd like to continue. To Let's finish our, 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 our verse. And anoint your eyes with eye salve. Yes. Just add to this. Uh, you talked about uh, the Lord using them. Or rather, using Peter to change world. the world. Yes. Now, you know, the, the, today we would think that the people that God is going to use to change the world mm -hmm. are those people who have, those people who are well educated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, those are the people we think they, that, that, that matter today in today's society. Uh, society. Yes. If you ask who is going to change the world, we think of the most educated, we think of the best politicians, yes. we think probably the, the best performer. Of, you do not think that you are in that category of, in the, of uh, people that will change the world. world change. I, want to, I want to submit to us yes. that we all here tonight, irrespective of our status, where we live, where we are born, the level of education, we have what it takes if we accept to buy from him and accept to become what he wants us to become. Then we have the capacity to change the world. Why do I say this? Look at Peter and John. They are just fishermen. Do you know that in itself, you know, though it's called a profession, these fellows were fishermen because they couldn't do nothing else in that society those days. 
you do not need you do not need uh, to go to school to know how to fish you get in the point yes so indeed these fellows were nothing in the society the lowest of the kada okay why do i say so look at acts chapter 4 verse 13 what does it say you know if you want you can lead from from chapter 3 John and Peter heals this uh, guy who was lame from birth and there was an uproar the the whole city is excited but the the professionals of those days you know what that who are these who of course an uproar and when they saw who they are they decided no 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 not these ones lock them in they arrest them and they they want to lock them in yes but but peter faces decides to face them and speaks to them yes. and the bible says when they saw the courage yes. yeah when they saw the boldness. the boldness of peter and john i want you to notice something and perceived or realized that they were uneducated Are you getting that and untrained men they muffled but not something there and they realized that they had been with jesus jesus can you see the difference so when you are with jesus even if the level of your education is class 2 hallelujah praise god And I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't go to school. If you are blessed to go to school, please read until there is nothing else to read. You finish everything. But if all that you could make it is to class 2 or class 1 and you have come to Jesus, you are not lesser than that professor. You and the professor can be used by Jesus to change the world. And if you honestly follow him and obey him fully like John and Peter because they are bad on everything and they followed him actually they bought, they 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 bought, they bought from him <laughs> a reputation yes and this is what changed them that's why the whole world noticing they are still uneducated because they didn't become educated by following Jesus yes. they remained uneducated yes. and untrained yes but they received something else that could transform the world hallelujah praise the lord amen that's why we have him here when i say clap for pastor eh when we see when we see him walking in you clap because such things you will not get with him absent sindio so we bless the lord that the stain of their nakedness was visible but there was something else there was something else it was not shackling them their unschooledness could still be seen their untrained skills could still be seen but there was something beyond that the lord wants to give us something beyond that 
something beyond that. That Ruben Kigame, even as he's blind, he hears music and reads it in a different way. That you and I who have eyesight... We had a, a crippled musician in Uganda who I've forgotten, but the man could dance. His, his leg was half or somewhere, amputated at some point, but the man could dance. There is something over and above. They realized that they had been with Jesus. What is the thing that's missing in your career? Jesus. What is missing in your career is who? Jesus. That thing, that icing on the top, that cherry on top to your perfection. That cherry on top to your intellect. Yes, you can memorize scripture, you can preach and preach. But when you're not preaching Jesus, the hardest soul will be hard for you to crack. When you're not singing Jesus, the driest spirit will drain you. You don't qualify to break certain borders. Only he qualifies. Only he will push you beyond the boundaries that you know. Only he will give you the eyesight. Back to Revelations. I want us to wrap it up. The eyesight of ideas. How many creatives do we have in the house? Creatives. Creatives are people who whose job involves inventing something. Designers. Yes, I was wondering. You don't know who you are. <laughs> huh? Designers, as in you do IT or something, right? Oh, it's your brother. You look like twins. He's there putting his hand up. Yeah? So like, like people who are designers, designing websites, even designing clothes, even hairdressing, my sister back there, hmm? program, policy, something. You know, these are now different levels of designing. <laughs> of creatives. You understand what I'm saying? For a creative, you need eyes that see more than anything. That's right. When they give you these pieces... What do you see? Do you see that this size fits here and not here? The thing that distinguishes creatives, which we all are, by the way, in our different jobs, is what you do with what you're given. What you do with what you're given. And he's saying, I want to give you, I what? Serve. That you may see. Your eyes are open. My sister preached a message that I listened to. Eyes that what? That see. Did you listen to that podcast? How many members of this church are here? Put your hands up. How many of you listen to those podcasts? Maybe they attended. Hmm? Maybe they attended. How many attended the sermon? That's your excuse. Do you listen to the other podcasts? Yes, there's a lot of learning. You can have eyes, but you're seeing men like what? Trees. Like trees. They are telling you, Apa kuna design, Bana, and you're saying, see only. 
You get? Your boss is telling you, how can you not deliver? And they're not going to do your work for you. Have you seen the most expensive art pieces? They usually don't make sense. Yeah. Even when you try to twist them yeah. and do turn them up and down, you still can't. You still can't get it. it. And that's exactly why it's expensive. <laughs> because you don't have eyes for it. <laughs> because you don't have eyes for it. The Lord wants to give us eyes. Amen. How do we let the Lord Jesus into our boat? I want us to wrap it up from there. How do we let him into our boat? Now that we know he qualifies, do we know he qualifies? Mm. He qualifies for any boat. Mm. Any suggestions of how we let him in? And when I say suggestions, I'm asking for relatable suggestions. Tell me that when I wake up in the morning, I commit my career to the Lord. I don't just commit my day to the Lord. When I wake up in the morning, what do I do to let Jesus into my boat? We're still talking. Ask your neighbor, are you sleeping? Hey, what are you doing here? Ask them properly. Don't fear them. Hmm? Are you sleeping? How do you get Jesus into your boat? Yes, please. Thanking him for the ordinary. Even the way, the breath. Just thanking him for the ordinary. Thanking him for the ordinary. Yes. Yes, please. I, I think also recognizing that uh, you're coming from a point of I'm naked mm -hmm. and you need him through the day, so yes. you pray in the morning. Recognizing mm -hmm. that you cannot really do it alone, mm -hmm. but just clothe me and guide me through. Mm -hmm. That it's not gonna take just my talent to stand here and speak to you. Yes. It's gonna take him for you to hear what I'm saying. It's not going to take just English. My friend likes to say, don't speak English, Irene, to me. Tell me the truth. Then I wonder, how did you tell the truth without English? Have you had those expressions? Meaning that take your skill aside. I want to hear you. How else can we do that? Yes, Esther. Every day surrender. Every day, surrender. Every day, surrender. I am nothing without you. I can do nothing without you. I cannot walk without you. I cannot even breathe without you. I am absolutely nothing without you. I surrender everything that I am to you. And surrendering my will and saying, where you step, I will step. But my sister Lucy, when you take on her suggestion of surrender, doesn't it make you feel like you're broken every day? Because when you list, when you do worship, I don't know how about the rest of you sometimes, like the, your whole heart is just melting. So she's like asking us to walk with melted hearts every day. <laughs> and I'm not spiting her. But the true posture of brokenness, which, which you're describing, is a, a warrior. How do you show strength and also be broken at the same time. Have you listened to the podcast, The Lion and the Lamb? The answer is in there somewhere. You know when you walk in mm -hmm. God's grace, because the thing here is God's grace, you will not be afraid to show up. You will not be afraid to step into your career, step into your 
whatever it is that you are doing, even with your inadequacies, even with your faults and weaknesses. Because you know you are covered in his grace. You are approaching it in the grace of the Lord. You have fallen short as a human being. And that's why the way comes in. Because now you see more of your weaknesses than his strength. But when you see his strength, you're able to step into him. You're like telling him, cleft for me. I, you know, I mass myself in you. And it is not just me doing it. It is you doing it in and through me. So when you show up for an interview, you're not trusting the suit. You're not trusting the dress and heels that are almost making you fall down. You are saying, Lord Jesus, you are ahead of me. I am standing here. I'm not shaking because I have all the answers. I am not shaking because I have you. Because I have you. Wherever the answer falls, I have you. That's why losing him becomes the most catastrophic thing. Until he has become the only thing in your life. Your boat is not going to harvest as much. Until he has become your shield and buckler, David says, the door through which you walk. My shepherd, I shall not be moved. Meaning that even when they tell you you're fired, because the job was not your source of life. You're not panicking. But if the job was your source of life in the first place, your whole world is doing what? Crumbling. It's crumbling. That's why I keep saying putting him in the boat is the safest thing. It seems inconvenient. Why? Because now you can't do bribes. You have to take the long route. Like one day my husband was arrested and I had to go bail him out. Don't tell him he has a record. <laughs> Why? Because he could not pay the bribe for changing a lane at the roundabout or something. These little traffic offenses. But you take the long route. That's the refining my brother was also talking about. The refining that comes in him. Are we ready to pay the price? Are we ready to be fishers of men? Do we still want Jesus in our boat? Do we think it's fun? Do we think it's scary? Is it scary? Be honest. He's going to disorganize things. Huh? He rearranges, he rearranges. Your, your sitting room. <laughs> yes. He rearranges your sitting room. No more can you sleep at 3 a.m. What are you doing sleeping? Some people lose sleep like this. When the clock strikes three, they are like an alarm clock. They wake up before the alarm. Switch it off. When he begins to walk with you, when he begins to tell you, tell your sister she's living in sin, then you know there goes that friendship. You have to pay the cost. And you have to pay the cost. When he tells you now, you know these clothes of yours, they're not showing me, they're showing your skin. You're like, but how will they come to me if they don't see my skin? 
That's him getting into the boat. Sindio? Yeah. Rearranging. I like the video because Jesus literally fell in the boat. He was not ushered in nicely. Did you see that? He, was, he wasn't ushered in nicely. Peter really just, okay, you just come. Did you see that? Yes. It was like he was beating him. Like yeah. this man could drown. What does he know about the water? Get him in there. Sometimes he'll come in like a third. Just do. Fully, fully. They are disorganized things. But I'm telling you, there's life. That's what we are saying. Yeah. You have a scripture for I us. I have a scripture. Yes. I have a scripture from Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 55. Ho. Tell your neighbor, ho. 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 Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. How do you buy without money? Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Hmm? And why? And your wages... For what does not satisfy? Isn't that what we are doing? Yes. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. There's no better way to wrap it up. There's no interpretation. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's money the only thing that buys. We have been taught that money is the only thing that buys. That scripture is saying, come and buy without. Without money, without price. How many remember the part in the Bible where Jesus was being challenged about taxes? Should we pay our taxes or not? Do you remember that? Yes. What was his response? I know you're more organized than that. Come on. Pay <laughs> eh? unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And to God what belongs to God. Do you know that that scripture highlights two currencies, two economies? It highlights two economies, meaning that there's a system that Caesar works, isn't it? Caesar expects you to pay taxes. Caesar expects you to go to work. Caesar expects you to climb the ladder a certain way in your career. But then there's another system that is running parallel to the same system. And to God, what belongs to God. Many of us think that we are supposed to be walking in both lands. Can we see that you can actually choose to either live by the system of Caesar mm. or by the system of God? By Caesar, your reputation depends on what people think of you. Yeah. By Caesar, your qualification depends on your education. By Caesar, your growth in your career depends on your results. By God, come and buy without money. 
by the Lord, come and change, come and exchange your garments. Come and get something that cannot be tarnished. Come and operate on a different system. A system that does not receive people because they are beautiful. That sees beyond their physical look. Someone who is always asking you for money. I listened to a sermon of a, some, a man of God this afternoon. And he was saying there was this elderly lady who always came to him for money. And one day, he saw her coming in the parking lot. So he's looking for his keys to enter. <laughs> and he's saying, oh God, save me. <laughs> You're laughing. But the Lord asked him, if it is not for these, why do I give you my riches? Do you understand? My sister read to us that your prayer circle is only complete when it has a purpose of God in it. That's do you remember right. that? Yes. So, in, in the Lord's cycle, in the Lord's economy, if the Jesus factor is not benefiting, it mm. drops. In this economy, your fact, you are the one who has to benefit, isn't it? You are the alpha and omega. If it doesn't make sense to your growth, it falls. But this one is more everlasting. This system is more everlasting. And to Caesar, we expect that our education will qualify us. And to Caesar, we expect that our connections will get us there. But with God, we have another qualification. Tell your neighbor, my secret is Jesus. My secret is Jesus. The next time they ask you what's your secret to looking good, don't say, now, easy jeans. I bought them just 200 shillings. <laughs> my secret is Jesus. Come on. You know when you go to Kenyatta Market, they'll do your hair very fast. Eh? Your secret is Jesus. Is Jesus. Come and buy. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money. Meaning this system will break you down at some point. You will stop being able to sustain it. The Lord is calling you to another system. That can push you farther than this one. Let's stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's give the Lord a praise. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's give the Lord a praise. And to the one who qualifies men. And to the one who qualifies servants. And to the one who qualifies the lowly, oh God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord Jesus. We give you honor, Lord Jesus. You who calls the uneducated. You who calls the unskilled. To an economy that goes beyond one generation. To a reputation that goes beyond our local, local places, oh God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We usher you in one more time, Lord, into our boats tonight. We usher you in one more time, Lord, into our careers tonight. We usher you in one more time, Lord, into our lives, Lord Jesus. We 
usher you in. Begin to usher him in. Begin to usher him in. Usher him in in you being a man. What qualifies you to be a man? What qualifies you to be a man? What qualifies you to be a woman? What qualifies you to stand before people? To serve people? Without you, Lord Jesus, we're nothing. Without you, Lord Jesus, we carry shame. Without you, Lord Jesus, we have nakedness. Without you, Lord Jesus, we have a shame that we don't even know, oh God. You are our qualifier. You are our beautifier. You are our strength. You are our builder. You are the chief cornerstone. You are the real foundation that cannot be shaken. You are the rock of our salvation. You are the lily in our valley, Lord. You are the shield within us, oh Father. You are the roaring lion within our prayers. You are the qualifier of our praise. You are the one and only beginning and end within us. You are what makes us different. You are what makes us holy. You are what makes us righteous. You are who makes us strong. We place you in the highest place. 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 Oh, come in, Lord Jesus. Come in, Lord Jesus. Come in, King of kings and Lord of lords. Come in and take your place, oh God. Come in and take your place, my Father. Come in, oh righteous one. Oh, holy one. Set us apart for yourself. Qualify our smile in you. Qualify our lives in you. Make us more than just fishermen, Lord. Make us more than just hairdressers, Lord. Call us to be an army, my God. Call us to be a royal priesthood, oh God. Call us to be a holy nation. Dedicated unto you. Salt and light in the nation. Salt and light in the community. We give you glory. We give you honor. We open the doors. We open the closets, oh God. To which we thought you were irrelevant. You are relevant in our speech. You are relevant in our worship. You are relevant in our motherhood, oh God. You are relevant in being wives and husbands. Only you can qualify us before our spouses. Only you can... Stand on our behalf. 